Hello everyone and welcome to the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast. My name is Pakala Kiara and I'll be your host. Here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health. We will talk about therapy, interventions, mental health and life experiences. Remember, if you like it, feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen. This is part four of volume three, Conversations About ASD with Johnny Chiara. Yes. So, so back to the story, Johnny went and got Henley diagnosed through the pediatrician and then the clinical site um, to do the assessments appropriately. Um, Henley came back with his diagnosis of ASD and then during the diagnosis process, um, you yourself realised with your answering the questions, oh, maybe I'm answering these questions quite similarly to Henley or they're raising some flags for me or, um, yeah. you know, green lights for me. So you then got assessed by the clinical psychologist. Yeah. Um, and even just having a conversation with her, she was like, you are definitely autistic. And that was just like a first conversation. I'm like, why are you saying that? <laughs> like, how do yeah. you know? <laughs> Is it obvious? Um, and then so once Johnny received her diagnosis, I was like, well, maybe I should get checked. And they could rule me in or rule me out. And maybe yeah. it'll explain some of the other things that I've been going through. And maybe, and I did, I went for my... So during your diagnosis, you don't just fill out the stuff. You have your appointment with the psychologist. She has a discussion with you. She asks you questions. She observes you. She observes your behavior. She observes your, the way, your manner of speaking, the way you present yourself, um, markers of oh, yeah. sensory processing. Um, then you do the assessments. Like answer all the questions. I get my um, report up too. Yeah, and to then just see some things that yeah will help that's people. been observed. Yeah. Um, Sorry and then continue. that's all right. And then she will write a report, and she will list all of her observations, both from her physical observation of you, her conversation with you, physical observations of the different markers of ASD that she's observed in you, and then it's also your answers on the assessments. So all of that is involved in the diagnosis. And probably lots of other things that she, only she knows about and only, only a clinical psychologist would know. And that's what's involved in a diagnosis. It's not someone just giving you a piece of paper that you've paid them to give you. Like, it's not like anyone can just turn up and be diagnosed autistic. Um, you can't yeah, just... It's, it's not something you can fudge your way through either. No. Like, even if you are a mental health professional like myself, like, hello, I didn't even notice myself. Having studied psychology, having studied counselling, I did not notice that I myself was full-blown autistic. Um, so it's yeah. not it's not something that, like, you know, I fudged because I studied psychology and I know the answers to it. It's not something you can do that with. Um, no. And they're very involved surveys. Like one of, even us growing up with with Kalani from our brother and exactly and some of the surveys aren't even answered by you personally they're answered by your mother or your father someone who knew you yeah, as a child someone who's close to you. 
some of these questionnaires are over 200 questions long, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it was still, but I was going to say, it was still shocking to me, even though hmm. I knew what was coming. Like when yeah. I got my report, my diagnosis back, I was still. Yeah, Johnny was like, quite emotional and emotional about it as well. And you kind of almost feel like, so we'll, I guess we'll head to our feelings about diagnosis now. You kind of almost feel like, oh yeah. my God, is it this obvious to everybody else? That I'm different, or yeah, uh, am I think I the main strange? thing. Yeah, I think the main thing for me was questioning, like my personality. Like I couldn't do, do what's that word? Different differentiate differentiate between <laughs> like reality and who I was. So I felt like I had been completely fake my whole yeah. life. Like you lied, and I and- just couldn't. I just kept going back to the question and I was like, yeah, am I a liar? Am I manipulative? Is that negative? I couldn't like put it into a positive light, light for so many weeks. And I just kept coming back to the question, like how can I know who I am if I was like masking and learning all these things to function? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And then, yeah, you feel like really inauthentic or you're like, am I just the same yeah. as every other autistic person? Or you question what masking is and if is masking me being a liar or fake? Am I a faker? Am I real? Yeah. But, like, I, I don't really mask that much. It's probably why I've had so many issues, <laughs> issues with different yeah. things throughout my life. But I, I understand what you mean. Like, for me, it was kind of a relief as well that it wasn't. Yeah, it was a relief too. Like, um, you know, oh, okay, that's right. I'm not, that's good then that I'm not bipolar with psychosis, isn't it? <laughs> like, it's just, is, it? is that, is that better or is it worse or is it good? Yeah, isn't it funny how we're like, is it? I don't know. Like, but you are just so like, I don't know. And then you sort of get that shut down feeling because you're doing this to get support, right? But then you shut down. And yeah, don't you don't. Yeah, for a while. Like, and then it's so frustrating. You're just like, and then what you're is like, happening? well, and then because people have those different weird mixed reactions because they don't understand a diagnosis process or they don't understand what autism is or they have preconceptions, that makes you even more like reluctant to put it out there that you have ASD or it makes you reluctant to seek support. Uh, it makes you reluctant to talk about it. Um, yes all these different feelings that you get and it's not and then once you do talk about it too because it's brand new you get those responses like I was talking about before like oh no you 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 can't be yeah because you went to university or uh, do you think you really do you think you really are or no they're not are they you're or another one is to your mother though and you're like what What? I don't even know what that that doesn't have me or like, yeah, you 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 have lots of friends. Yeah, or you're successful, or you have empathy. You're really yeah. empathetic, and you you're nice and sociable. But That's no, really offensive to other autistic people. Everybody <laughs> on the spectrum. Yes. <laughs> you so, what this is a short interruption to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support, you can find me at maramacounseling.com. Be sure to check out the audio resources page also where you'll have access to a number of free resources 
that will help you to feel relaxed, be sure to take advantage of my 20-minute free initial session. I am also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't wait to work with you. Yeah, and that's another thing. So that will lead us to like high-functioning and low-functioning labels. So some people will be like, oh, but you're high-functioning, right? And then maybe you want to answer yeah. yes. So then the other days you're like, but no, because some days I can't get out of bed. I don't want to brush my teeth. I am not coping. I tell everyone to go away. I cry. I don't go around my friends for three months at a time. Like, so am I high functioning? Because I don't don't feel like that. Some yeah. Days. So um, yeah, but high functioning. So like, why are you asking? Like, what yeah. is my answer? What, what would be wrong with me if I was low-functioning? And what? Yeah, so you sort of just confuse. Like, are they asking so they can yeah, feel more so, comfortable? Yes, and many people oh. on the spectrum have a problem with those labels, high-functioning and low-functioning, because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all autistic. Um, and just because you're dealing with some facets of autism better than other people doesn't mean that you're higher-functioning than them or you're more functional as a person than them and like I said there are days where you are low functioning or you're not functioning well or you're not coping well I'm not even going to use the word functioning anymore but um yeah and like back in the day they would classify you as different stages of functioning and you know there was Asperger's as well in the DSM um whereas now they've switched it to levels and while levels do speak about they don't really I don't think they use the terms functioning but they are meant to describe the level of distress that you experience as an autistic person and the, the severity of your symptoms and how much it impacts your life, I guess. So I like those better than the terms low-functioning and high-functioning. Um, yeah. Both of us were, received a diagnosis of level two, and that is because yeah. we have experienced some distress in our life. Um, so you know, while we're social and while we do all these things, there are also other facets of autism that we find quite distressing. And I think for me, all of the different trauma that I have dealt with in my life exacerbates my ASD. And I can say 100% certainty having a child like Jack's really, really exacerbated different aspects of my ASD. Yeah. Um, and while, you know, to other people I might look successful because I have two degrees, you know, I have a family, that kind of thing, there's also been really horrible <laughs> parts of my life that I don't think would have been that bad if I was adequately supported. Yeah. Um, and that perhaps, I, you know, I could be even more successful than I currently am if the proper supports were in place. But, you know, you don't, like we said before, there's some days you don't feel successful, you don't feel good, you don't feel, you feel like you're in a hole or you're mm. drowning in lava or mud or the ocean and you can't see a way out of it. No. So, um, so much, so dark. Yeah, so there are all different things that we felt upon being diagnosed or dealing with other people's I found actions. some... I found my report just in mm. case I'll say a few just in case other people are like, well, what would you look for as an adult female, yeah. for instance? So yeah. this is, I think this is me across my entire life. Like what Carla said, it's assessing you from when you're a child to an adult, but 
with mostly now. So some of the things on my thing that you might relate to or resonate with, um, I'll just read a few because it's a very long list. <laughs> um, <laughs> I resist change. I notice every little tiny change in my environment. Um, I don't recognise somewhere I've been if I've come from a different direction. So I, tr- I have yeah. a lot of trouble with direction and, yeah, where my yeah, spatial awareness. Um. I won't recognize people if they're like completely changed how they're looking. Like if they're yeah. someone, if I know someone where change like their style. Sort of style, I will look, I won't straight away notice who they are. I <laughs> 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 um, uh, will constantly pick at pieces of fluff. Like I like things clean and not fluffy. I pick out my clothes and I hate like dog and pet hair on me. Yeah. Frustrated at lights, perimeter hugger, which means you have yeah. to know your environment and yeah. walk around and, and do everything is first. So you Sometimes you, you linger at the edge, like at the back. Like that's definitely me if I have to attend something at yeah, fun school in a join I'll bring up some of mine. And this is mostly when I was, yeah, when I was a child, I couldn't make eye contact or would avoid faces or eye contact and look down. Yeah. I move my fingers and objects in front of my eyes because I like to see how it looks. Yeah. And like some of things, these, some of these things I do too, but like there's other things that I do that are listed in my report, which I just bring up. Like um, I might do things at times that result in self-injury. And I'm like yeah. unaware. It's not like a purposeful self-injury. It's yeah, like pick at your skin. Or... I've hurt myself. Yeah, or like I'll scratch the same spot, and, and it's not until it's cut. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, highly I noise sensitive. Yeah, highly noise sensitive. Hates touch. Resists any change. Notices every change in the environment. Um, easily frustrated under fluorescent lights. Frustrated with certain colors. Like that might sound weird to people, but like I hate writing in yellow. Ooh. WTF. I hate reading font that is yellow. This my, one of my ones says must explore shiny object. <laughs> yeah. Look, mine's yellow. It's yellow and white. That really gets me. If it's yellow and a different color or yellow and black, black that's fine. Yellow and white, no. No, because um, you can't read it. I get lost easily. I have difficulty catching balls. Yeah, I got, balls. got lost too, yeah. I can't catch balls. Um. I hit or rub my eyes when I'm distressed. I sometimes feel or act blind. Like, like, WTF. Sorry. Um, like, it's true. But, like, when I'm reading it, I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, same. I read stuff and then I'm like, oh, my God, I do. I I don't seem to see if I'm listening to something. But it looks like Makes repetitive noises to block out other noises. Yeah. That's me. Engaging in ritualistic behavior. Um, I like vibrations. <laughs> that sounds a bit Yeah, that's what mine says. Um, frustrated with certain sounds, e.g. chewing, repetitive noises, other people's teeth. At this point in our conversation, we experienced some technical difficulty. So I've called Johnny back on the telephone, but it has affected the audio quality and this is why it sounds different in this last section of our conversation.
Those are a few things in our report. We kind of get the gist of the type of things that they're looking for and what a person with ASD, the kind of symptomology that they would display that would be used in a diagnosis. Yeah, and that might help you if you think you might have some curiosity about someone you know or yourself. Hopefully it might help. Yeah, for sure. So thank you so much for being with us over these last few weeks and listening to our conversations about ASD. Uh, We really appreciate your company and the time you've taken and we hope that it is useful and helpful for you um, in your journey. Yes, it's been so good. Um, Also, if you'd like some more um, types of support... You can feel free if you're needing mental health um, professional like myself, a counsellor. You can find me on my website, www.maramacounselling.com. And you can book in for one-on-one sessions. There's a free initial 20-minute session. And I also offer business coaching calls as well. Um, you can also email me all my contact details can be found on that website and there are some audio resources and other great stuff like that and Jani also offers support in the way of her programs and her business flourish by nature so I'll let her tell you a little bit about that and maybe her website details for that we're both on Instagram by the way um, and Facebook yeah, so um, www.flourishbynature.com, no.au, and Flourish by Nature is my Instagram. But also, because I work alongside our mum, we're putting together um, diagnosis, diagnosis support bundles that you can purchase either like um, beforehand or we're going to try and work it into because some people able to get that on their NDIS plan so we're going to offer these support bundles for diagnosis and then also to support you in your NDIS plan so that we already do but we're going to put it more streamline it more into two specific bundles because we're realizing people are needing a lot of help with that so yes you can come and talk to us at any time and we can help you with diagnosis your NDIS support and direction and then getting you into some support with our programs or even just directing you somewhere else to other supports like Pakala or people that we know our psychologists things like that yeah and um, for myself I can also write up reports for NDIS purposes as a mental health care professional um, and If you're wanting to know a little bit more about Flourish as well, I spoke to Tanya, which is our mum, who operates the business with Jani in episode four of the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast. So feel free to go back and have a listen to that if it intrigues you. But as I said, we both can be found on Instagram and Facebook and our websites. So thank you all for listening. We love you so much. Um, We value feedback and we'll love to answer questions. So if you have any of those, feel free to shoot me an email or a text. Um, As I said, you can find all of my contact details on my webpage and you can find all of Jani's contact details on hers. Um, But thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to talk again one time. Yeah, for sure. This concludes this episode of the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast from Maramar Counseling. I'm Pakala Kiara and I hope you enjoyed 
listening today. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future. And remember, be light, shine bright. Until next time.